Happy New Year. We are here. We are the Fresh Eggs Podcast, live from the FingerLakes1.com studios in North Park building here in Santa Falls. I, of course, am Paul Russo. If you're new, across from me is my partner in crime, man, myth, legend, Nick Felice. Nick, how are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year. It's a new year, and the same old stuff we're going to be talking about. Yep, same crap pretty much, but uh, it's a new year, so, so we got some obviously some new stuff to discuss. Uh, we uh back a week earlier than we anticipated, but that's all right. We appreciate it, obviously. And, um, yeah, so we've been away for a week, which is a bit of a long time in the sports landscape. A lot um, has happened. Yeah, and... Uh, we are pretty, uh, we're eager to get to some stuff, or we'll get to some stuff uh, in the sports world we haven't been able to get to recently, and uh, I know Nick is excited about specific Not, not for every topic. But uh, obviously, we'll have to discuss some of it, obviously. Obviously, with the NFL, uh, regular season wrapped up uh, this past weekend, so we'll discuss the final couple weeks, um, and then obviously the playoffs, we'll take a look at. Really, the first week, the wild card round this upcoming weekend. Um, take a quick look at the bowl season, as well as college football playoff. I know Nick probably doesn't really want to talk about that, but we'll have to get to it, buddy. We'll have to plow through that together. Roll Tide. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to get to some other uh, basketball stuff, NCAA and NBA as well. Um, stuff we haven't talked about in a while because football has just chewed up a really big portion of a. Uh, of the but it's stuff around over. here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at least from the NCAA side, we'll be talking about football for another month still uh, from the pro side of things. Um, yeah, and then after that, probably won't get to too much too much of the pigskin side of things until probably closer to the draft. We'll probably discuss a little bit about that, obviously. But that's, yeah. that's for some podcasts down the line. So uh, with that in mind, we'll get to our first topic of the night, which is, of course, the NFL wrapping up regular season, as I alluded to just now. Um, really, it was a really um, entertaining final week of play um, from across the league, uh, whether it was from teams still um, trying to secure whether it was playoff spots or, let's see, we had one, some buys and playoff bursts, obviously, that were up for grabs still technically. Yeah, no seed was clinched in the AFC. No, no, no seed. You're right. Well, yeah, you're right. No seed was clinched. It was I just guess. Saints and Cowboys were the only mm-hmm. two locked in. And then, uh, and then obviously gameplay from other games where maybe it doesn't. Nothing was really on the line, but there was some entertaining games being played. Um, really weird to say that the Bills were part of one. Josh Allen was making things look really entertaining, in my opinion, but. Uh, Obviously, we can get to that stuff. And then, obviously, other some bigger headlines, especially the stuff within the past specifically couple of days coming out with the Steelers. What I'll go ahead and at this point call it an implosion because first you have the Bell saga, and now you have stuff with Antonio Brown, and you kind of wonder what's going on behind the scenes for the Steelers. And then, obviously, we talk about the coaching shuffle. Will there be one for the Steelers? Time will tell on that one, but already stuff going on that front. Then I think the big headline here for pro football talk might be Nick Foles because this this kind of nuts what he's doing here. It makes you wonder what you kind of have to do with Carson Wentz at this point, in my opinion. But uh, it is definitely weird. Yeah, a lot a lot of headlines to kind of get to a little bit with pro, so we'll kind of condense it as best we can. Um, so anyway, with that, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll start with the Steelers implosion because that to me is really enter- it's really interesting and really entertaining to kind of get a look at. Um. Yeah, like I said, I, the stuff you gotta wonder if there's some behind the scenes. Whether Tomlin, Coach Mike Tomlin, has lost the locker room at all. Um, kind of makes you wonder. I think he has a little bit. This obviously isn't the first deal with Antonio Brown. No. Um, obviously the multiple instances where Le'Veon Bell has locked out or yeah, uh, not locked out, but um, hold out, hold out. Thank you. Held out for whether, you know, obviously a new contract, but obviously throughout the seasons, past couple seasons, demanding the more money and he'll walk if he doesn't get it. So it kind of makes you wonder what's going on over in Pittsburgh. It really does. Well, as a, as a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, I know a little bit about the city. I know it's uh, 
it's nice looking. But anyway, I know Mike Tomlin is a he's a pirate supporter, and I like that guy. I hope nothing happens to him. I think he's a good coach. Goes to the playoffs a lot. Uh, I don't think it's his fault of what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, he should take responsibility for it. But we've seen this from Brown in the past when they won on their winning teams. And I think he's just a troublemaker. And uh, and Bell is uh, his baby. Should get out there and play, in my opinion. And uh, and it sucks because they're really good players, but it's hard because you need those players to win. But the players are not the nicest guys outside of the game. Um. So, yeah, it, you could definitely say it's implosion. I, I think there's definitely a problem. Obviously, they're not winning in the way they want to. And uh, Big Ben's getting up there in age. I don't even like Big Ben, really. <laughs> what do you well, think of him? Well, he, he, he sounds though he's a bit in the part of the issue with Antonio Brown. Um, apparently, the main scuffle this past time around with Brown was with Big Ben. It makes you wonder... Um, at the same token, what uh, what the deal could be with that? I mean, I've I've always felt from a quarterback perspective, Ben has been underrated compared to the rest of the league. But I don't exactly personally like like him as a human. <laughs> no. So that's where I stand. He's a good on quarterback. Anyway. I mean, he's won the Super Bowls, but he's also played in a weak AFC AFC North specifically. Same with Brady in the AFC East. There's a reason the last 15-something Super Bowls, it's been either Big Ben, Payton, or Brady in the Super Bowl, besides yeah. Flacco the one year. Um, yeah, they just played in a weak conference. I mean, I, I, I still think it's going to be Brady again this year in the Super Bowl. Sorry, early early prediction. Early prediction. I don't uh, – it's going to be tough for some of those teams. Phil Rivers is going to be tough to win three straight road games. Uh, and Pat Mahomes winning in his rookie year would be tough as well. So I think there's a really good chance Brady could get back to the Super Bowl, but we're talking about Big Ben here. And he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he can ever win again, though. He's got some really good talent, and they still can't make the playoffs. So it's like he, cause, And Juju, good guy. I love Juju. Went out there and... Try to win for his fantasy team, fantasy teams, and uh, they awarded him MVP of that game. His team did after he kind of blew the week before. But I don't know. They got a problem. I hope Mike Tomlin stays. Uh, but yeah, it's it might uh, Brown might be out. Yeah, I, I think it's more than likely Brown will probably be gone. Hopefully they get something good for him. Um, I'd say a team to keep an eye on with him is Detroit. I'll drop a little bit of a nugget on that one. Uh, My Super Bowl pick. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say the team to watch on that front will be Detroit. They do have some picks that they can kind of move around. Uh, maybe a player or two that they can move around. Obviously, it gives Stafford a weapon he really hasn't had since Calvin Johnson retired. So uh, maybe Andrew. the Washington Redskins. Yo, we got bigger problems than that. Trust me. Oh boy, fire Bruce Allen. By the way, hashtag fire Bruce Allen on all social medias. Uh, anyway, uh, the other topic here, another main topic, we'll discuss really quick on a quarterback front. Nick Foles. Yes, this is straight. This is definitely the biggest topic. Straight balling again. Um, and like I said, it makes you wonder what do you want to do with Nick Foles? What do you want to do with this Foles Wentz deal, uh, Foles Foles is a free agent. Hold on, Foles is a free agent here at the end of the year. However, he appears to be doing better in the system than Carson Wentz is. You have to admit. Let's let's just say Nick Foles goes out there and wins the Super Bowl this year. You have to sign him again. You have to. It's like yeah, like you got to pick one. Obviously, pick one. But wouldn't you want to pick the guy that's won to back? To back Super Bowls, like there doesn't get any higher than that. That's what I'm saying. Like you're, like you're almost forcing a hand. 
it's like they keep saying, oh, Wentz is our guy, even though this other guy continues to win Super Bowls. Yeah. That's just saying if he does win, there's a good chance he could lose this weekend. Yeah. And, yeah, you go back with Wentz, but you could just say last no, year last year was just a nice, nice run. But what if he does win the Super Bowl? Because I think he's got a really good chance to go into Chicago this weekend and win that game. You know, I am on the Trubisky bandwagon right now. Yeah, the Mitch Trubisky bandwagon. But he's also like, never been to the playoffs, like Mahomes. Like, well, no, well, Goff's been there. But I don't know. It's very interesting playoffs. Yeah. I think it's one of the deepest playoffs, to be honest. I think there's a lot of teams you could say could win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. It's a relatively wide open field, um, really. I mean, obviously your Lions aren't in it, but other than that, you know, our picks are still in it. I said Saints-Texans. You said Lions and... uh, I think Jaguars. Oh, never mind then. Ooh, never mind. I thought uh, I thought you were I thought you said New England for Super Bowl by coach. I might have been. Might have been. Either I mean, way, it sounds like an educated guess. Yeah. And then, uh, so before we get into our guesses slash predictions, um, before we officially move into that side, one last thing I want to talk about quick, at least from the regular season front, is definitely the coaching shuffle already beginning a little bit here. Although no official hires have been made, you're kind of seeing some people already popping up. Lead the way. Uh, coaches that were gone, run down briefly. Adam Gase from Miami has been relieved of his duties. Marvin Lewis from Cincinnati, finally, about 10 years too late, been relieved of his duties. Um, Steve Wilkes out in Arizona, uh, in my opinion, a bit unjustly fired. Vance Joseph from Denver, fired. Jets fans revoiced. Todd Bowles has been fired. And then elsewhere around the league, obviously, the Browns technically have a vacancy. Uh, Green Bay technically has a vacancy. And then there are teams still that you need to keep an eye on, like we kind of alluded to, Pittsburgh. You don't, you don't know what they're going to do. They're likely going to keep Tomlin, but certainly something to keep an eye on. Uh, all signs kind of point to, unfortunately, Jay Gruden returning for the Redskins. <laughs> uh, Not his fault. His quarterback got hurt. Yeah, but uh, there's some interesting play calling and other stuff. I'm sure. But uh, let's see what Alex. I want to see Alex Smith play the whole other, year and see other what he than does. other than that, though, uh, relatively appears everyone else relatively safe around the league at least at the moment. Obviously, things could change in the playoffs that we just don't know about. I hate to say a bold one. Ooh, Sorry to interrupt you. I'm no. I'm all in on the bold stuff here. It's so like, it's all you. I know it's never going to happen. But if Jason Garrett doesn't win this. This weekend? I've been saying this for a while now. Like, come I'm, on. Yeah. Like, he, he's gone to the playoffs, I think, three or four times now. Nothing. Maybe one win. I think they, yeah, the Lions game, they won the flag game. Come on. Like, yeah. uh, Jerry, I know that's your guy, but that's well, never going to happen. But it's like, come, you think about it, if they don't beat Seattle this weekend, they don't even, like, show up Yeah, no. against Seattle. Uh, and then, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because um, another Texas guy uh, getting his name thrown around the shuffle now in the past couple hours uh, has been Cliff Kingsbury, former Texas Tech head coach, current technically offensive coordinator of uh, of USC. His name's getting tossed around for the Jets head coaching job. Um, and then obviously you got guys like McCarthy, uh, it's a lot of whatever going by outside. Um, Adam Gase is already being off. Adam Gase, tremendous offensive mind. He's already getting pretty much any interview he wants. So it will be interesting to see here in the coming days. I don't know who will jump first. Um, and the thing is, they were they were all good fires. Yeah. The only one you could really make a case for is the Arizona guy. But I heard well, he just I'd, was I'd not. Say, I'd say Wilkes, and I'd say to an extent Adam Gase. Um. But something has to change it in Miami at this point. He's literally pretty much a 500 coach. I think he's yeah. only a few games yeah. south of 500. But and I think your brother said the year they did make the playoffs, they were only eight and eight. Yeah. So I mean, obviously something like that you have to change up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know who will be jump first. I'd say honestly, obviously, I think the most lucrative job 
uh, if you're a coach and you want success quickly, it would probably be the Cleveland job, which is weird, obviously, saying that at this point. But it's probably the job you want most right now. You would think you'd say yeah. Green Bay with the star quarterback yeah. they got there. But he can't do some of the stuff Baker does. Baker makes football fun. You have a bigger playbook at your hands with Baker than you they do. They do like the guy that was inter- interming. Yeah, Greg Williams, I don't know if they're going to really stick with him. I know they're giving him an interview. Um, they're giving their to also technically interim offensive coordinator an interview. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what they go do on that front. Will Hugh Jackson ever coach again? Well, <laughs> possibly in Cincinnati. I know he was one of the people they brought in to kind oh, of see. True. So we'll see. It'll be interesting, that's for sure. Will Deshaun Kaiser ever win a football game? Yes. He played well, I thought, subbing in there. That's just me, but hey. Feel bad for the guy. Just, I think he's like 0-10, 0-12 now. Yeah. So, <sighs> with that in mind, we'll head into, obviously, the NFL playoffs and other predictions. And we're able to dive more in-depth in each game a little bit. Obviously, there's only four games that we have to discuss this week for Wild Card Weekend. Um... So we'll start with the first game on Saturday at 4.35. The Colts travel to Houston. And that is on ESPN. Oh, look at you with your knowledge bomb. I like that. Just trying to help the viewers out. Um, yeah, this will be quite – I think it will be an interesting game. I, I think it will be a lot tighter than other games in the past with these teams what do you, this year. What do you think – of that Indianapolis playing the first game of the playoffs after playing the Sunday night game. When they didn't – not it wasn't their decision to play that Sunday night game. They forced no, them to play. I don't I, – I think once you get later in the week, it doesn't really make a big difference as it would, say, like a Thursday night game. Um, yeah. I mean, at the same token, you'd be clamoring to get that Sunday 440 game. But I – I don't know. I I think at this point in the season, if you're better than the other team, you're better than the other team. If not, if not, so. And I think Houston is better than the, this other team in Indianapolis. Because I saw the Colts play one time. I've only seen a couple, couple Colts games here. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew Luck and Jack, Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. Um, they had, they they saw them play the Patriots, and they just were not in the class of the Patriots. So, um, yeah, this is. The ESPN games have always not been very good games since they've been carrying a playoff game. Yeah. And um, it might be the last last game with that crew this year. A lot of people have not been liking that crew. I know you like Booger. I like Booger. Booger is uh, – I like – see, Booger is pretty knowledgeable. Like, he actually gets it. Witten's come around really good. I've never liked Joe Tessitore, though. I don't think he's done really good in this role. <laughs> So, that's just me. I think that's a bigger question than the actual game. It's about this will they come back next season. Bring back the Booger Mobile 2019. You like that he's on that chair. Yes. Back to you, Nick. Anyway, <laughs> I think this is going to be a blowout. Like, 34. They'll get a couple points at the end, maybe 17. 34-17. I think Deshaun Watson is by far, okay, not maybe not by far, but he's the better quarterback. And you wouldn't think about you wouldn't say that a couple years ago with Andrew Luck, obviously because Sean Watson was in college. But yeah, I think uh, the quarterbacks in this year's playoffs are pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, it's a lot of good quarterbacks, and there's a lot you could say. Oh, it's this guy's year. It's Philip Rivers' year. Oh, it's Deshaun Watson's year. It's the year of Mahomes. It's Russell Wilson's year again. I don't know, but in this game, Houston will dominate. Yeah, I um, I, I think Houston will win. I think it's going to be closer. I think the key thing in this matchup is going to be, well, there's two keys. Specifically the defenses. Houston's had a top-five defense all year. Indy's D's come on strong lately. Um, they technically have the leading tackler in the NFL on their team. Many people don't know that. Who, by the way, is not in the Pro Bowl. Um. And then secondly, the running games for both. Um, Marlon Mack, Hines for Indy, obviously Lamar Miller, Alfred Blue for Houston. Um, and then if you want to also count in Houston with that one, you can count in Deshaun Watson as well. Um, I think whoever can 
get the edge on defense, get the edge on run game, and we'll win this game. Um, I'm going to go with Houston. I mean, they're my one team in the Super Bowl, obviously, when we predict that beginning of the year. Uh, I like Houston 20-16 to 16 in this game. Um, it would be something if the Colts win. Yeah. Because they would play the Chiefs I, in the next I, round. I think this is more of a toss-up game than people really realize. It, it, this is going to be a really good game, a really tight game, Andrew Luck. Um, if it, man, this is going to sound weird, and I, I don't know if I'm so much crazy for saying this, but, man, if it wasn't for, like, the year Mahomes has had, the year that Goff and Gurley have had, man, he makes a strong case for MVP. He really does. So, Andrew Luck. Yeah. He really does. Numbers may not fully say it. They say it to a degree, but it's hard to take a team that was, what, one in five, I think, at one point, whatever it was, to the – Both them and Houston. Yeah. Bad. To the playoffs. Um, so, uh, it's interesting. I, I'll say this quick before we move on to the other Saturday game. Um, you talk about the quarterbacks. So, obviously, in that matchup, you have Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson – um, the other AFC wildcard game, you have Philip Rivers and Joe Flacco. Um, Is it Joe Flacco? Well, that's a good point. Probably, obviously, Lamar Jackson. Um, and then, obviously, Chiefs have Mahomes, Patriots have Brady. The NFC side, you have Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, Jared Goff, and Drew Brees. Those are some quarterbacks right there. That's some high-powered... Matchups you're going to have. A lot of Super Bowl ranks. Yeah. Well, specifically from only one individual, but... Yeah. No, you got Breeze, Wilson, Foles. All with one each. The other one you got... One for the thumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other Saturday game, Seahawks at the Cowboys. But I, I'll, before you get to there, oh, I just want yes, to say one, one more quick thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if the Colts do win this game, they will be playing the Chiefs. And I'm pretty sure the last time those two teams had met in the playoffs was that year the Chiefs blew a 20, 30-point lead against the Colts wow. a couple of years back. Wow. A lot of players not playing in that game from where they were. But I do remember that game. And uh, I think the Chiefs will. Chiefs fans definitely do. Stat your face with Nick today. Yeah. Now to Seattle. Yeah, that's right. So Seattle goes to Dallas to play the Cowboys. And surprisingly, it's on Fox. Oh, what a stunning turn of events. <laughs> There's been we a lot get, of people. We get trapped with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Calling, Kill me now. <laughs> calling a Cowboys game. A lot of people are saying on Twitter, this has probably been the most Troy Aikman and Joe Buck have called the Cowboys this year. Hate them both. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were gonna keep going. I. <laughs> I mean, I don't like him either. I like Joe Buck. Is you don't like Joe Buck more? Please show, please show the audience your face. You like Troy Aikman better. Troy Aikman's a caveman. <laughs> He's very biased. You don't say. What do you, is he your least favorite out of Wit and, and Romo? I love Romo as a broadcaster. <laughs> if I had to rank him, I'd go Romo 1, Witten 2, Aikman 3. Yeah, I probably agree because Witten's just boring. Yeah. I'd like to put him over Romo, but Witten's just boring. Yeah. I won't say he's my favorite out of the Cowboys. But it's just, it's getting, I, I mean. When the Cowboys are in the playoffs, it's almost you can guarantee that they'll be on Fox. And it's just kind of sad that we know that. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't they play the ESPN game? It won't ever happen. And uh, But more towards the game itself, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a great game. I think it's going to be a... Uh, damn, I like... I hate the Cowboys because I like to see them get to the playoffs. It's almost like LeBron James. I, oh, I hate LeBron James. But I love to see him go to the finals and lose every single time. And I would love to see the Cowboys go to the playoffs every single year and lose. And I hope it's this weekend. Really do. I'd rather them go over 16 every year. Really? Yeah. Just crash and burn. But the playoffs, man, they get all their all those Cowboys fans get their hopes 
very high, and they lose. You know, they're going to make a huge mistake signing Dak Prescott. That guy's he's all right. He's all right. He's a game manager quarterback. But he, I mean, you can really make a case he's the worst of the sixteenth of the twelve quarterbacks in the playoffs. There's a really good case you can make that. I think he is. Yeah, luck's good. Uh, maybe Lamar Jackson. He might be better than Lamar Jackson. But if Flacco plays, Flacco's better. But I like to see. I like Seattle in this game, thirty-five thirty. Russell Wilson's going to have a fourth quarter drive to win this game. But I also could see the all the calls go the Cowboys' way just to get them in that divisional round. That's right, native Texan Walt Anderson is on is the and his crew are refereeing the game. Oh, of course they are. So, uh, yeah, I I'm I'm trekking the same way as you. I like Seattle thirty-one twenty in this game. Um, you think it's going to be two score, two score yeah. game, two possession? Yeah. So that's where I stand on that. Uh, and then uh, Sunday one oh five, Chargers go to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Um, definitely the most least excited I am for it. Yeah, this, pro- this is definitely probably the least exciting. This I don't think this is going to be really high scoring. Stat to note though, there's been this is the ninth twelve win wild card team that we've seen. Yeah, they're three and five in the other eight games mm. that they played in the wild card. Mm. So I like the Chargers, but history tells. The Chargers could lose this game this weekend. But here's what's on the side. I don't think the Ravens are that all that special. I think they're all right. I think they really should play Joe Flacco over Lamar Jackson. I mean, luckily Baker Mayfield and some of those stupid play calls, they would have lost that game the Steelers would have been in. They would have lost on the final week of the season again. Uh, I mean... Phil Rivers, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough, tough uphill task for him to make the Super Bowl. A lot of people are high on the Chargers this year. They needed to win that division. They needed to be the one seed. Such a huge difference between the number one seed by home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and now you're playing the first week on the road in Baltimore. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I hate to say it, I'm gonna go Ravens twenty to seventeen. Yeah, I'm slightly – I'm not completely on board with you. Me and you have kind of follow a similar line of thought. Um, obviously, Baltimore is a primarily run offense. Uh, San Diego can kind of be that sometimes. Um, although they have obviously better weapons and a better arm on their quarterback, obviously. Uh, I don't see this being a really high-scoring affair. Um I'm gonna go 13 to 10. San Diego or Los Angeles wins this game. Um, I don't see this game really breaking out. Um, just the way I'm kind of, just your thoughts on it. So you're Los Angeles coming back across the country. Um, Baltimore's defense is definitely the strong point. They need to step of their up. team. Um, they didn't step up against the Browns yeah. at the end of that game. Luckily, they won. Yeah. So. That's where I'm going to go with that game. And, then, uh, and that game is on CBS. How about that? Then obviously the final wild card game of the weekend, the Eagles are taking on the Bears at 440. This game is going to probably be, uh, if you're looking for excitement, should technically be probably really the most exciting game you got. But you never know, obviously, in the playoffs. Um, and this game is on NBC. Honestly, you get the two two best. As much as I don't like Collinsworth, but I I, I got to respect the guy here. I mean, he's good. But, yeah, this game uh, should be an interesting one. Should be a fun one to watch. Obviously, the Bears' defense is terrifyingly frightening. Uh, they're the highest scoring defense in the league. Uh, obviously, their offense not as potent or as high flying as their defense is. But at the same time, they can get it done. Uh, the Eagles, man, they they are clicking at the right time, though. Really, to be fair, on all bounds, their defense came around really big, especially with Fletcher Cox. 
and Michael Bennett up front. So, then obviously Nick Foles carrying that offense right now. So, should be an interesting game. And this sucks for us because we're Redskins and Giants fans. And yeah. we're, we're stuck here talking about the Cowboys and Eagles. As much as I hate Cowboys fans, I really, really hate Eagles fans. They are just... They're dirtbags. I'll yeah. come out and say they are dirtbags. They are scum. Uh, I mean, I'll say that part of it. Ah, oh, as Cowboy fans are just cocky. never, Cowboys. never forget. I was watching an NFL films thing the other day, so never forget. This was probably something that you maybe don't know about Nick, but back in the '90s when they were still playing, you probably remember from the baseball standpoint, uh, Veterans uh, Stadium in Philly, where the Phillies played the home games. Up until Citizens Bank, obviously. And then the Eagles also played their home games there. But the turf was notoriously hard. Cowboys wide receiver Michael Irvin got, like, knocked out. He was only motionless on the turf. Like, not moving, not responding at all. And Eagles fans were cheering. So what does that say? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cowboys fans are not cool dudes either. But they're just cocky. Yeah. Like, they haven't made an NFC Championship game since the last Super Bowl 25, 30, 500 years ago. They're, they're like me, the Yankee fan, and you, the Notre Dame fan. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I mean, the Yankees have won. Cowboys haven't won in years. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about, like, oh, 27 championships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that way. Yes. We're yeah. America's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it now. <laughs> That's definitely true. Um. Uh. I hate to say it, but I like the Bears. I'm rooting for the Bears in this game. But the Eagles are going to have a second-half comeback and win this game 38-30. I think it's going to be high scoring. I really do. Riding big expletive, Nick. Wow. I don't, I don't think Khalil Mack's going to show up in this game. Wow. Not going to show up in the second half. Where is he? Where is Prince and Mukamara is going to let a couple touchdowns get by him. Because Elshon isn't going to score him. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go complete opposite of you. I think the Bears get this done. I'm going to go 35-19. to 19. Okay. Bears will get this win. Not by Nick Foles' fault, though. I think that defense gets caught up a little bit, surprisingly, by uh, by Mitch Trubisky. So. I just I think the Eagles might make it back. Yeah, you never know. Um, so, yeah, that's where we stand. And, obviously, next week we'll recap the games, get into the divisional weekend for you guys and uh while uh while we're here still talking about football and playoffs and all the fun stuff well unfortunately for nick and the rest of our friends but not for me the bowl season and college football playoff keeps chugging along for a couple more games um locally here and luckily for me cues we brought home that hardware and i don't care what anybody says that will greer said out Guess what? He sat out. We still won. It doesn't matter. The coach, Daniel Holgerson, he's going to Houston now, apparently, which is really weird. But, uh, yeah, Cuse, we brought home the hardware, guys. We did it. Um, Really exciting 34-18 point victory over the Mountaineers. Um, Yeah, really, it was a fun game. The clips I was able to catch. I was helping out with the broadcast of uh, over in the Geneva Holiday Classic. Um, those were some fun games, by the way. If you haven't been able to catch those games, I'll give two off track, uh, especially the North Star Christian Lions game. You can check it out on the Finger Leaks 1 YouTube page. That was a really fun game to be able to help and work out with. Um, a lot of fun a lot of fun basketball, surprisingly, uh, at least uh, like our friend group that we hang out with, Nick, uh, surprisingly good basketball being played there high paced uh very little defense <laughs> but uh it was a fun game to watch fun game to work but uh the clips i was able to watch and the updates i got were very positive for syracuse and it was really fun to watch so i don't know if you were tuned in at all in that game but um other than that bowl season's kind of chugs along good for syracuse it was good for syracuse I'm just so happy you finally put Notre Dame on the bottom line there, and it and it says Notre Dame flops. Well, thank I, you. I've I've put them up there before. No, go back and look. I'll have to. I have to. You know, this is just 
We've had a lot of Urban Meyer up there, and you know today was Urban Meyer's last day. I think we've only had Urban Meyer up there like once. <laughs> we had a whole segment about Urban Meyer. Probably because of Pat. Was that a Pat yeah, episode? Yeah, it, ep- it was a Pat episode. But, <laughs> you know, Notre Dame, I will just say, by its answer here, even though it was 30 to 3, that was the best 30 to 3 score we've had all year. Was that the only 30 to 3 score it that's is, been all year? <laughs> two of those touchdowns at the end of the second half was because our cornerback slash safety got hurt there. Love. And we had to put that number eight dude in there, and he couldn't guard uh, couldn't guard no one. And he allowed two touchdowns right before the half. I think it should have been 16-3 final. And maybe, maybe 9-3. Because, well, that was just that was stupid, that hole they gave him in the second half. Notre Dame should have won the game. I'm not saying they should have won the game because the offense just didn't ever show up. Because that Clemson defense is for real. Um, but I don't I don't care what the history says that we're 0-6 in BCS games. This should not affect us next season, whether or not we're undefeated or not. Again, every time we're undefeated, we should be in the playoff. And one of these years we're gonna win. Because we are ND. And um I like Book. I like Ian Book. But we need a quick receiver. That's what we need. We need a quick receiver. Our receivers aren't very quick. Dexter Williams is a stud running back. Did a good job. Um, but and it really hurt. It really hurt. I wish we had those two offensive linemen that we had last season. So it was more of a younger offensive lineman. But they did a good job for the most part all season. Um Definitely a better affair than, even though we scored more points in the Alabama game six years ago. Definitely better affair. I, I see there's a little hope. There's a little hope. I don't know where, but <laughs> there's a little hope. You're struggling right now, dude. You're struggling. <laughs> uh, we're going to we're gonna win. A, we're going to win a playoff game one of these years. All right. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, you bring it up, Alabama. um Game was really closer than what I think the outcome really was. Uh, Alabama up by 21 at halftime. They ended up winning uh, 45-34. Um, Oklahoma's never really in contention. Yeah, that's game. that's what I was saying. Like they weren't really like ever in it. They made it a game, but at the same time, you know, you never thought. In the yeah, back of your head. Kyler Murray obviously might have had play like one of the plays of the year though. Um, great throw on the run, cut up the middle on the throw too, which is really a policy maneuver um sets up for a good championship it game. does set up for a good championship game i know some people aren't thrilled about it but it's just they have the best players in the league yeah i mean they they're the two best teams they have the most talent they deserve to play good for college football but it leaves a lot of no hope for these other teams yeah so um obviously we'll be here next tuesday the day right after the game um so predictions for that game then, Nick? You got anything? Going to be another good, great game. I'm gonna, that Clemson defense. I, I saw that Clemson defense a lot because I watched that game more intensely than the Alabama game. So I'm going to go. They're going to they're gonna shut them down. They're going to shut them down. 23-13. No, 23-20. They'll get a touchdown. It'll be a close game. 23-20. Clemson. Clemson will win the game. Clemson, sorry. I'm going to go Clemson 28-21. So, similar outcome to you. I Clemson think, wins I, the game. I think that gap, though, is a touchdown. So, I'm going to go 28-21. I mean, does Alabama really win back-to-back titles? Huh? I don't think they really have. have no, it's like every other year. I mean, yeah, they're in it every year, but... Every other well, year. Well, fun fact, uh, I think you even brought it up actually a couple weeks ago when we were last on, that no uh, national championship team has been undefeated before. So this year will happen. Yep, since and they moved, be the, since they moved to the playoff. I think someone said it's like the first 15-win team since yeah. Penn, like back in the 90s or 70s, something crazy like that. So, Yeah, for some undefeated team, though. We're here. We're here with that, though, so that'll be cool. Um, 
Before we move completely out of college football, uh, just a couple of minuscule headlines to touch on. Mark Reich uh, retiring uh, from the University of Miami. They hire back Manny Diaz. Uh, really great hire. I know Pat's happy about that. He's a U fan. He was a defensive coordinator down there for the past few years. Created the turnover chain. They create the turnover chain. Uh, he should do well. The players like him. Um, he is uh, not to make it sound weird, but he does have a cultural appropriation with the area. He is of Cuban descent. Um, obviously, Miami is a big Cuban area. This will be very good for the program down there. That's higher. Um, obviously, players like him. He's a player's coach. He should do fine down there. Miami tends to do really well with these player-type coaches. Uh, look at their track record with it. They typically walk away with a championship at the end. Um, Urban Meyer. I alluded. Yes, Urban Meyer retired. Uh, what did you allude to? Sorry. He retired today. Uh, I touched on it about the Syracuse game. Uh, Dan Holgerson is going to be taking the Houston job. Houston let go of, uh, I forget the guy's name on top of my head. It's a really cool name. Either way, uh, he got fired after two years. Really odd fire, in my opinion. Uh, but they bring on Dana Holgerson, which is, really leaves a lot of questions, in my opinion, about the West Virginia program. Uh, whether things are, um, uh, we'll go a clean over there uh, by the NCAA terms. Then obviously, yeah, Urban Myers retiring. Um, didn't see that one coming at all, per se, but. Uh, Major Applewhite? Yes, Major Applewhite. Thank you, Nick. It was a cool name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Urban Meyer retires. Ryan Day will take over. He was the interim head coach this past year for three games. Um, should be interesting to kind of see what happens there. And then obviously, once everything shakes out here, you never know who's going to be moving where from major programs. So uh, should be interesting here uh, in the next couple 10 days, 10 to 20 days in the college football world in that regard. Yeah, and next week would probably be it for college football for a while. Yeah, uh, probably, yeah, once again until we get to the draft early, but that's only because obviously. That's NFL as well. Yeah, but. Uh, the players coming out of college. And then obviously if there's any other major college news that breaks out, yeah. We'll obviously discuss it. Um, we wouldn't leave, obviously, major headlines out there uh, for you guys to kind of uh, work about. So we'll stick with the collegiate aspect of it. Oh, go ahead, Nick. No, that's just oh. giving you a little transition intro. Ah. Just saying you're the college football expert, <laughs> and I'll be the college basketball expert. Right? Well, speaking of college basketball, we are here. College hoops hitting high gear. We're passing New Year's when conference play starts. For most of the conferences, I think there's a couple of them that really started. I think, what, like last week, Big Ten started last week, I think. Yep. Um, ACC started today. Yeah, so, um, spelled stumble wrong, but that's okay. It's New Year's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Syracuse stumbled really New Year, no shame. Yeah, Orange Syracuse stumbled really bad here for a stretch in December. Uh, kind of hit step back right against uh, St. Bonaventure. Uh, you can say what you want. Obviously, Bonaventure minus their leading score from last year, but uh, that's the type of game you need to head in the conference play for Cuse. Uh, they looked really good without Chukwu out there, which is interesting, um, at least in my opinion. I feel like you don't necessarily need Chukwu out there, but it's one of those guys where I'm like, all right, put him on the tip and then probably pull him because getting that opening tip is big. It was a good win. It's finally like a win. I know they blew out. Arkansas State, I think it was. Yeah, but Bonaventure's a nice, good win before you get the conference. Play. It's a, it's, the way they won is a nice confidence boost. They finally had a win yeah. where there was no chance in hell that St. Bonaventure was winning no. the game from the very skip. Yeah. It was nice to see that from Syracuse. Yeah. Syracuse will play their first ACC game this Saturday as they uh, go on the road to South Bend. At the Joy Center. Ah, uh, yes, a classic ACC matchup: Notre Dame and Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the granddaddy of them all. Oh, at least I I miss I miss the old Big East. I know you do. Carry on. Today was the ACC opener. Notre Dame went to Virginia Tech today to lose eighty-one sixty-six. Virginia Tech is now in first place at one and zero, and Notre Dame is at zero and one. And uh, it's tough. You know, Notre Dame, they don't have a senior on their team now. They're two seniors, one transferred, and Rex Fluger, 
who's supposed to be the heart and soul of the team, tore his ACL against Purdue. And he's done for the season. So uh, it's going to be tough. So no, be. no SRs in the book. Not this year. But uh, Mike Bray's going to have to have uh, co- one of his best coaching years if that team even wants to be he, considered for the tournament. He has been linked to the UCLA job, by the way. Oh, you shot the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> he is a former Duke assistant. Another former Duke assistant is Jeff Cable, who had an 8-24 and Pittsburgh team last year, has gotten them to 10-3 and going into ACC play. Interesting. And they were projected 15th out of 15th going into this season. So not a bad job so far by Jeff Cable, former Duke assistant. Let's just say it now. These people in the ACC, these writers who predict this are doing terrible. Syracuse in football, <laughs> for instance. Yeah, that was bad. Pitt right now in basketball. <laughs> they don't know. They're just no. going off from last year. Yeah. And uh, you got it. The coaches in the ACC is unbelievable. The fact... I know, I just watched Buzz Williams today. The fact what he's done with that Virginia Tech team, that team was terrible. And he's turned them into a top 10 program. I don't think they're top 10. I watched them today. They're a little overrated to me. Well, they are 10 in the nation. Yeah, they're 10. They're barely in there. They got Blackshear. He's a good 6'10 center. Good guy. But, I mean, they're, they're, not, they're good. They're good. They might be a sweet 16 team down the road. I don't... I don't look at them as a championship team. I haven't really seen Florida State play either. They're ninth. They're ninth in the rankings. They always play tough, though. Yeah, Leonard Hamilton, good coach. Yeah. They always got big guys, it seems like. Um, I think you really look at you look at the threats. Duke and Virginia, obviously, top tier. North Carolina, I don't think this is one of their better teams they have. It's a good team. They're like Syracuse, good team. Syracuse is a good team. I don't care what they've been doing. They're a good team. They got good defense, and they should be. For I think they they could beat Virginia with their defense. I don't know. I've seen Duke play. They're pretty good. A lot of people, a lot of Syracuse fans, even maybe you, you say when they come into the dome, they they they, they think Syracuse is going to win that game. We are. They ain't used to something like this. I don't know. And it was what's tough for that game for Syracuse. They play that game on the Saturday in the Dome. I think it's like the next Monday or Tuesday they go to North Carolina. If they do win that game, Perfect. it be a hungover game. There's no way in hell they're going to the Chapel Hall three or two days we got later. Duke, though. There's a good chance they could lose both of those. But I think if Syracuse goes 11-7, and seven, they're in. 11-7. and seven. They haven't done that. Haven't done that. This is the sixth year of the ACC. So... Hard to believe. Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, and Syracuse have been there for six years. Syracuse has not been over 500 in the ACC since their first year when they went 14-4. and And they've only won one ACC tournament game. That was last year against Wake Forest. I mean, I don't know. I think you hate to say 9-9. 9 about 19 wins. I mean, it depends who they beat. If they go 9 and 9, it depends who they beat. Like last year, they were 8 and 10. They beat some good teams. Still don't know how they got in over Notre Dame. Don't get that. We went into the dome and beat them. Easy, Gottlieb. I get it. No, we don't like Gottlieb either. He hates Notre Dame too. Well, maybe if you didn't steal credit cards from there. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, but if they go 9 and 9 and beat some good teams, they're in. 8 and 10, I don't think he gets them in this year. But you never know. Eleven and seven, they get that they're in. They got a very favorable schedule to start. Their first five games, I mean, I'll say it. Notre Dame's a good winnable game. It's on the road. They got like Clemson. I think Georgia Tech's in there. One of the yeah. first five is Duke though. At Duke, that's going to be tough. They could lose that, but if they go four and one to start, we go shock the world. Yeah, they've done it before, so I don't know if it's really that shocking anymore. I don't know. I think they're good. They're good. They're good. North Carolina's good. Virginia and Duke are obviously good. NC State. NC State, Virginia Tech, and uh, Florida State. They're second tier. Clemson, you don't know. Obviously, Notre Dame, you don't know. And Pittsburgh. I'll say Pittsburgh. I've told you this, I think, before. They're a sleeper team. Especially with Jeff Cable at the helm. 
All the other teams are just there. Ball. You take over. Yeah, so before we get away from uh, college hoops overall, uh, just a couple quick shout-outs to some surprise teams that have crept up into the top 25. Uh, Marquette. Marquette had a big win over UB. We were watching that game together a little bit at the end. They were up by, what, 30 at one point? Um, UB tried to come back. Yeah, I mean, Marquette. Marquette's a tough team the way they look right now. Um, then also Houston. Houston's crept up the rankings. They're at 19 right now. They've gone 13-0 and to start the year. Should be interesting to see what they can do in the American. Um, at the moment, they are the... Yeah, they are now actually the highest ranked American team. So should be interesting. Oh, the American. Should be interesting to see how they can do. Um Firm was in the top twenty five. Yeah, they were. They aren't anymore. UB UB's at twenty still. They're hanging around, so should be <clears throat> They should stay. Should if the they left. keep winning that conference, they should stay in that top twenty five all year. Yeah. Well, they're a good team. They're they a, they're a tough team. So before we get away, we'll touch on the NBA quick around the association. What's going on in the NBA? It's, uh, in the association, that's what it's nicknamed. So don't 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 kill the messenger on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a really interesting uh, NBA year so far. The teams that you expect at the top, not quite at the top, but uh, they are there. Uh, the Golden State and the Raptors are both in second in their respective conferences. However. The Nuggets and the Bucks are sitting atop the conferences, respectively. The Bucks passed the Raptors, huh? Yep, they do. They are technically well. They're a half game up, but they have one less loss, but two less wins than the Raptors. Okay. So it's that weird half game. Loss column is what you look at, though. Yeah, that's the one because you can't make up a loss. Nope. It's my grandpa always tells me, "Can't make up a loss." Um, if you're looking at the playoff picture right now, um, in the East you have Milwaukee at the two, uh, or Milwaukee at the one, Toronto at the two, Indiana Indiana at the three, Phillies four, Boston five, Charlotte, um, who's they've been riding rough lately. It's been a weird season for them so far. They're in six. Miami's seventh, and Detroit in eighth with the Nets and the Magic pretty much hot on their tail right now. Um, in the West, Nuggets are one, Warriors two, Thunder three, Clippers are still hanging tough in the four spot. They're tied with the Rockets in terms of record, uh, so they're both at four slash five. Uh, Lakers and Portland have the same record there at six seven, and in the eighth seed right now, the Spurs, uh, the Kings are hanging tough in the nine spot, as are the Grizzlies in the ten, the Jazz eleventh. Really, the West is pretty much still up for grabs in terms of grabbing a seed unless you're Phoenix. Uh, they're pretty much looking like they're going to be out of it uh, the rest of the way. How um, far the Heat out of the place? The Heat the Heat are in the seventh spot right now. Okay, so they get jumped back yeah. in. Uh, the East is a bit more obviously competitive in terms of battling for the low spot. <laughs> um, As a Knicks fan, the only race I care about is... Well, I was gonna, I was going to bring that up actually quick. Was the battle for last place record wise here is between really Chicago five and, teams. And my, well, yeah, Atlanta, Chicago, Chicago the Knicks, Cleveland, and the Suns. Um, Wizards look like they want to get on. Yeah, the Wizards aren't sure what they're trying to do right now. Yeah. Obviously, John Wall going down for pretty much the way it sounds the year if he elects surgery. So they want to jump into the yeah. party, but you know it's too late. And the thing with the Suns, I don't think the Suns are going to be in the th- – they're not going to be a threat to the Knicks because they got too much talent on that team to be the worst team in the NBA. Sun Kings. Sun Kings. Uh, too much talent. Aiton, Booker, they won't be the worst team. Uh, the one I'm really scared about – I mean, Cleveland's terrible, but I'm scared about the Bulls because they know how to tank. They know how to tank. And also when, also for the conspiracy. And the Knicks are winning at the end of the Also for, for the conspiracy theorists out here with, you know, Chicago, you know, being that low. It wouldn't be the first time that the number one pick kind of just came to them. Same in Cleveland. A la Derrick Rose. Yes. And so. what about all the Cleveland ones? Three times? Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little something. Knicks yeah. haven't won it since the first year of the lottery. Which was definitely fixed. <laughs> you think so? The envelope was folded. 
I think it's time for us. You know, it's time for the Knicks. It's time for the Knicks to build a team. If they can get that number one pick, they're getting Zion. They're getting KP back. Knox on his second year. I think we got a good team here. And then, of course, there's the talk about Durant. I'm not a big Durant guy. I mean, I'm a big Durant guy. I'm not a big believer in Durant coming to the Knicks. Because I think he's a baby. And I don't like him. Unless he plays for the Knicks. Then I'll root for him. Because imagine Zion, Knox, KP, and Durant. That's a real threat for the championship right now. I was going to tell you, actually, Nick, that in my, my career in 2K, KP is back, and it's January 2nd in my career, by the way. Really? Your day in the future. Perhaps. Perhaps something is afoot with the Knicks. You think he's coming back tomorrow? Oh, I don't know about tomorrow, but maybe soon. Okay. I'm trying to provide some hope for you. Lord. I hope he doesn't come back all year. Why would he? We're trying to lose games. That's why we have Luke Cornett out there right now. <laughs> well, uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I'm serious. We do have Luke I, I, Cornett. I, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, any other NBA stuff you want to touch on before we get out um, of here? Not a believer in the Nuggets and the Bucks until the NBA becomes a real sport. Because right now it's just <laughs> Golden State going to win the finals. Still me, damn it. The, what the NBA needs is a Raptors team to get to the finals. Whoa. They need that. It was, I mean, obviously they need the Nuggets. Nuggets, Raptors, if they made the NBA finals, then I'll say the NBA's back. They're back. Need some upsets. Imagine if they just got rid of Sears and made it a one-game playoff. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be exciting. That'd be exciting. Or, if you want to keep the series, cut it to eight teams. Four for, per... Uh, Four per conference. Why do you need eight? Why do you need majority teams? If you have four per conference, we got some really good races. Like, you're looking at the Bucks, the Bucks, Celtics, those five teams, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Raptors, and uh, Pacers. One of them will be out of the playoffs. I mean, that'd be exciting races. It builds more towards the regular season. And then you're talking about maybe LeBron might not make the playoffs. I, if they cut it to four teams... Because the first round's boring to begin with. It hasn't been good since that 2013 when they had five game sevens. It hasn't been good like that. It's been a bunch of sweeps. Heck, make it four. Four per conference. Oh, regular season be thrilling. You could actually talk about, ooh, will the Lakers make the playoffs? Oh, wait. Now you don't say that because, oh, when do they play in the th- second round? That's what you're talking about now. That's my take on the NBA right now. Awesome. So uh, before we get completely out of here, we just want to send you a reminder about this. <laughs> Call us in. We've got the number right there on the screen for you, 866 Are we putting up the right number? We are. I, I double-checked this, <laughs> triple-checked it. Uh, so call that number, extension 804. Where are you from? What's your name? Give us your take. Give us a question if you got a question. If you want us to talk about uh, the Iditarod race, Tell us. We'll discuss it. We'll learn about it. All I know is Balto was a part of it. That was a great movie growing up. <laughs> What's that? Balto. Balto. Didn't see him. <sighs> great movie. Basketball movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nick, uh, we will go to you. The first shout-out of 2019 yeah. goes to... Kyle Williams of the Buffalo Bills. We haven't talked about it all show. Wow. How about that nine-yard reception? Kyle today? Williams, I hope you're listening. <laughs> he is. He is. Big fan of the show. Big fan. We text every so often. Uh, and, uh, yeah, congrats on the catch. Congrats on a career with the Buffalo Bills. You poor bastard. <laughs> Enjoy retirement, guy. Yes. You deserve it. And don't come back to Buffalo. Go, where is he from, Louisiana? He's from Louisiana. Stay down there. Well, he lives in Buffalo now. Well, move. <laughs> All right, with that in mind, uh, I will take us on out of here from the Fresh Eggs Podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, subscribe, like, share, comment, download the app. Call in, yes. And we will catch you next Tuesday here on the Fresh Takes Podcast.